touch each and every heart, each and every need, Father. We just, uh, Lord, we want to give you the praise and the glory that's you, the King of kings. Father, and we thank you for all your many blessings, God. And just continue to move throughout the service. Be with uh, the word that's spoken this morning, the songs, God, just, just touch hearts. And, yes. and Lord, we just ask that you would just reach down and touch just one, Lord. It's just one, Father, just... Uh, we ask that you, you just call him to you, Father. And God, we'll be sure to give you the praise and the glory and the honor and all things that we do. And we pray these thank things in your name, Jesus. Amen. 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 You can be seated. You know, we uh, thank you, Brother Scott, for that, uh, that prayer. You know, we have so much, so much to be thankful for. And, uh, you know, we are uh, celebrating veterans. Uh, Dave, and uh, yes. you know, we and we have so many veterans that we need to to recognize, and we're gonna do that here in just a minute. But you know, the veterans today, only just take a moment, just a moment, just to honor those who the men and women who have served on our behalf in our armed forces, so that we can have true freedom in our nation. And I just want to thank all our veterans. I'm gonna ask our veterans if you have any armed was any armed services, if you don't mind, men or women, if you don't mind, if you're standing at this time. Amen. 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 Thank you. Amen. Thank you. I'm just going to give them a round of applause. I'm going to read you some scripture right here. Then we're going to stand and we're going to sing a song. Everybody knows. America the beautiful. We're going to pay $7.99. But in Galatians 5.13 says, For you have been called to live in freedom. Use your freedom to serve one another in love. And what a great scripture that is right there. But let's all stand. <laughs>
thank you so much for your service. Let's pray for these veterans if we don't mind. And I won't call on Pastor Brother Steve if you don't mind. We pray for Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for the privilege to be here today, Lord. We thank you, God, that for the privilege to live in a free country, dear God, where we can come and worship you, Lord, without fear of, of being killed or, or taken out and tortured. God, I pray, dear Heavenly Father, that you just continue to bless this nation. God, I know we're sinful, God, and I know that we've made some very poor choices, God. But, Lord, I pray that your grace would just look down upon yes, us, God, amen. and help us, dear Heavenly Father, in all that we do. God, thank you for these veterans, Lord, that are here with us yes. today, Lord. Thank you for their service to our country, God, and those, all those around, God, those that have given their life, Lord, for our freedoms today. God, let us never take that for granted, God, and to always be thankful for yes. that, Lord, we pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless, Lord, throughout the remainder of this service, God. Lead, guide, and direct, Lord, in everything that's done and said. And God, you know about all the needs that are here today. God, you know better than we know ourselves. And God, I pray, dear Heavenly Father, that you would just uh, look down upon us, God. And I pray, Lord, that if anybody's here, dear Heavenly Father, that's got a need in their life, God, I pray, Lord, that this would be the day, Lord, that they'd trust you with that need, dear Heavenly Father. If there's anybody here lost and undone without you, God, I pray, Lord, that this will be the day, God, that they'd reach out to you, dear Heavenly Father, to the saving of their souls, God, I pray. Thank you for all you've given and done. First and most precious name. Amen. 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 Y'all can be seated. Thank you, Brother Steve. And again, thank you, veterans, for your service. But you know there's a battle going on sure. every day in our lives. But you know that battle can be won. <laughs> That battle's going to be won when Christ comes by. Yeah. Because he lives, I live. Because he died for me, I live. What an emotional sacrifice. Yeah. For us. But let's look at page 358. Because he, because he lives. Yeah.
I have anything you'd like to share? We do have a couple of specials we're going to do this morning. And I'm going to call on Sister Michaela. If you don't mind, will you come up and, and uh, she has a song to share? And, uh, this is a new song. You're going to really enjoy this. Um, okay, so this song is mainly about what happened Friday morning. Um, if you do not know, um, there was a severe car wreck, um, and every single boy in the car was from Susan Moore. Um, the oldest in the car was 17, and he is actually one of my close friends from Long Maldonado. Um, it was at 1.30 Friday morning. Uh, Ramon was going 110 miles per hour, and he ran off the road, hit a guardrail in the truck, slammed into a tree, and exploded right on impact. And um, the three boys that remained in the car was Caden Britt, Dalen Jennings, and Evan Zavala. And um, let's see, Evan Zavala and Caden Britt, they were just 15 and Dalen was 16. Ramon was actually the driver and he was slung out of the vehicle, so he did not die. But he did have severe brain trauma. Um, he was put in a coma, and, uh, but here recently he has actually woken up. He does, he's not on the vet anymore. Um, he had a bruised lung. There's something wrong with his liver, his spleen, and his kidney right now. Um, but the song that I'm singing is That Will Be Done. And honestly, my mom's been in contact with one of the uh, first responders and she said that she's never seen anything like that. That it was a, one of the worst ones that she's ever seen. And it's really been something because my whole entire school, we all came together. There was no clicks or whatever you want to call it. We all came together because we all lost somebody. Sure. And honestly, it's just a miracle that Ramon made it out alive. So this song is mainly about what has happened. <coughs>
I know today's been a little bit of a different type of service, but you know, the Holy Spirit is here. Sure, I can feel the Holy Spirit working today. And I, if anybody have a word of testimony, feel free to, to share at this time before Brother Steve comes up. Well, Sister Mayor. Go ahead. I just wanted to share something about, you know, what she had shared about these young people. You know, when we go through death, it's so hard to just kind of grasp, you know, what is really happening. And I know that oh, we had lost a grandchild, and, um, you know, she was born and she lived like 15 hours. And uh, I just remember when they handed me this baby um, that my daughter had sat there and uh, said, um, Lord, if you want her back. I'm just releasing her to you now. And they took the tubes out and everything, and Elizabeth passed away. And uh, they took my daughter back to her room. And um, I was left holding this little baby. And um, I tell you, looking at that little wife and just um, asking God, you know, why couldn't she live? But I will say this um, in the worst of times. You know, I held that little girl and I rocked her for two hours after she had passed. And I sat there and I finally got up and tried to find a nurse. I couldn't find a nurse on the pool. And I saw her back and I just kept rocking. And I just began to worship. And I knew that Elizabeth was in the arms of God. She passed And such a peace came over me. And I looked at this little baby and I said, Jesus, this is like a glove that you put on. And this blood has been taken off. And this is not who Elizabeth is right now. She's in your presence. She's in spirit, worshiping. And with you, Lord Jesus, she's with you in your presence. And um, I just say that, you know, when we transition from this life, it's just hard to look at death and say, God, where, where are you? Why did you allow this to happen? But truly, our sovereign God is in control of all situations. I knew he was the same God when those two were her and when she threw her last breath. He's the same God. You know, that gave his son on that cross. And he resurrected him from the dead. And we know that our loved ones are in his presence. And we know that there is a life that's more than what we see here. That when we take this shell off, it's just like taking off an old coat. Right. And just dropping it to the ground. Yeah. You know, we're going to rise one day and our Lord is coming back. And I tell you, we just are going to drop that, this shell, just like that old coat, and we're going to rise and we're going to resurrect with our Lord. And I know I'm going to see my little Elizabeth again. Hallelujah, sweet dear, you're going to see some of your friends again. You
He's the God of the living. I feel like that's just what the Lord wants me to say. He is the Amen. God of the living. Amen. 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 Let me know and say that I've been saved. And uh, my husband was saved before he passed. My children have been saved. I was raised in a Christian home. And a lot of people cannot say that. I have brothers and sisters that I love dearly. I have nieces, nephews, but you're the one that I love dearly. But above all, I love God. I and I love this church. Y'all pray for me with everything. Thank you, Sister Pat. Why next Saturday's going to be a big, big day for Scott and Julie and one and their family, their baby girl, and Mary Grace to get married. We pray that everything goes good and her life will be the living Lord. And we pray for all her blessings. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the testimony. Thank you for the testimonies. This is Sister Maggie's testimony. You know, this old, this old self is going to die. <laughs> this old self is going to die. You know, this self will die more than <laughs> you, won't, you won't live. And, you know, it's just like an old nut. You know, you go out there in that acre and after laying on the ground, that acre's there and everything that you plant the ground, that acre's going to come up and grow. And one day I'm going to grow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to grow to what God can show for me. That's the best we live. That's life. You know, again, we don't understand situations that happen in our life, but you know, God had us that plan. Has that plan? Yes, he does. And uh, again, he has. It's all in his timing, no matter what. It's all in his timing. But you know, again, each and every one of us, we're gonna be gone. That old coat's gonna be gone. Those hills may come, and we're gonna be living our Lord and Savior forever and ever and ever. And of course, there's no time, no time there. But what a wonderful time it's gonna be. Anyhow, yeah, does anyone else have anything before Brother Steve comes up? It's good to be here this morning. Yes, Brother Steve, you come and mind Lord this morning. Brother Wayne said it has been a little different. A little different today where our hearts are saddened and, 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 and broke for um, those especially young people that seem to leave this life so quickly and early and uh, but I appreciate that song that uh, she sang it uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm thankful today that through it all um, I don't need to understand, but I need to hold his hand. And that's what I, that's what I have to concentrate on. And if I'll hold on to his, his big hand, uh, he understands it all. He knows all about it. He can see, he can see way ahead where you and I can see today. The Bible teaches us that all things work to the good. 
for them that love the Lord, for them that are called according to His purpose. Amen. I'm, I'm glad of that today. If you'll turn in your Bibles just for a few minutes to the uh, sixth chapter or the seventh chapter of uh, Acts of the Apostles, and I'd like to uh, read a few verses here. Uh, I want to uh, Hello, visitors. We appreciate you being here today. One of you, Sam, it's good to see you here today. And uh, it's good to see Joseph over here. This is a, uh, this is a friend of Michael's work in him. And so it's good to see him here uh, today. And uh, all those that are, that are visiting today, we appreciate that. We thank you for being here. We hope that something has been said done already in this service that is, that is uh, giving you a blessing. And uh, I've been blessed. I, 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 when I came into the church this morning, they were, they were singing. They were up here singing, sheltered in the arms of God. And I asked Brother Wayne, I said, Brother Wayne, are you sheltered in the arms of God? He said, I am. And uh, what a peace that that is to, 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 to have that. But uh, let's pray for Sister Renee. But, uh, Brother Jean said that she's uh, sick today, so let's. Uh, let's keep her in our prayers. And let's pray for Brother Don Graves. I talked to him yesterday. And he's been he's been pretty sick last few days, so please uh, keep him in your prayers. He's one of our veterans too. He would have been one to stand here when we uh, called out with these others. So please keep keep him in your prayers uh, today. Uh, in the uh, seventh chapter of the Acts of the Apostles. Um, I'm going to begin reading with the 51st verse in the 7th chapter and, uh, and, and, and maybe just testify just for a few minutes on what it is to be on fire for the Lord. And, and, and I want you to think about that just for a little bit. Uh, in the 51st verse it says, You stiff-necked, this is, this is Stephen talking, he says, You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, you do always resist the Holy Ghost. As your fathers did, so do ye. Which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted? And they have slain them which sheared before the coming of the just one, of whom ye have been now the betrayers and murderers, who have received the law by the dispensation of angels and have not kept it. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed on him with their teeth, but he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God and said, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord and cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet, whose name was Saul. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. And just for a few minutes, uh, I'd like to talk to you about a man on fire. And I want you to think about that just for a little while. I realize that uh, this has sort of been a, a somber service when we think about uh, Lisa Hanley going on to be with the Lord. That saddens us today. And these, and these 
uh, teenagers that were killed in this automobile accident, uh, things that are going on around us, and it kind of makes us somber and brings things to reality. But I want to talk to you just for a few minutes about a man that was on fire for the Lord. And, it, and I think about a lot of times about uh, my life, and I appreciate uh, what Brother Michael uh, taught us in Sunday school, and I, I can't hear that enough, that, that the circumstances of this life do not determine our joy today. It might affect how happy I am, it might affect how big I smile or how big I frown, but it does not have a bearing, Satan does not have a bearing on the joy uh, that God has given me. And if there, if there was ever a man uh, that was living proof of the joy that was down in his heart, it had to have been Stephen. And so I want you to uh, think about, let's go back uh, just for a few minutes to the uh, previous chapter. You know, uh, there, there's not a whole lot about Stephen. The sixth and seventh chapter of Acts tells about him, about him first coming on to the scene, and then about his death, and later on he's mentioned in the books of Acts after his death. Uh, he's mentioned by the Apostle Paul in the effect that it had uh, when uh, they were stoning him to death. And, yeah. and, and, and his participation, uh, maybe he didn't pick up a rock and throw it at Stephen, but his participation uh, 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 by association uh, in the stoning of Stephen. And I believe this much regretted Paul and he had a hard time ever getting over uh, this thing that when he held the coat of the men that how stoned him to death. But I, I want to talk to us just for a minute about how Stephen kind of comes on the scene here in the Bible. And uh, the Bible teaches us that Stephen was already a man uh, full of the Holy Ghost and had faith. Amen. And so uh, we had a, th a thing going on over here in the church. And, and it, it said when the disciples begin to multiply, there arose murmurs between the Grecians and the Hebrews about of uh, the widows that were neglected. And, and so it was determined that uh, that the apostles uh, didn't need to leave their post of duty, uh, their preaching and their teaching, uh, to serve the tables. And so uh, Brother Michael's going to get into this a little more in the next few weeks uh, before we have this ordination uh, for Brother Chris. But uh, uh, this was the first time in the history uh, that we find that deacons were called out and ordained uh, uh, to serve the tables and to take care of these widows. And so uh, they sought out seven men, uh, how the Bible said, how uh, full of the Holy Ghost uh, and of faith. Uh, and I can't pronounce the name of five of them, uh, uh, but two of them uh, uh, were Stephen uh, uh, today, amen. Uh, and the other was Philip. Uh, and the Bible teaches us uh, how that Stephen was full of the Holy Ghost, amen. And so they had a need here. And, and, I, and I want you to think about this, the murmurings uh, uh, between the Grecians and the Hebrews here about the widows that they felt like were neglected and it probably may have been a problem there. I don't know. Uh, uh, they thought that it was. And, and even in the most perfect church, even in the, uh, 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 the best church, uh, there's going to be times that there's going to be some murmurings that's going to go on anywhere I've ever experienced. I, I've always been able to hear that. So I don't think today uh, that you're going to always please everybody. But I'm glad today that the apostles here uh, saw this need. Uh, and the Bible said that they chose them out 
of seven men are full of the Holy Ghost, of good report. Amen. He said of wisdom and understanding. Boy, this ought to be a lesson for us today that we don't go around just ordaining every who shot John how that comes along. But there is some qualifications a lot of times. I will take this scripture. And if a man's married to the same wife, they say that's the only qualification that you have to have. But I'm going to tell you, the Word of God tells us a little bit differently about that. Being full of the Holy Ghost with wisdom and understanding, it'll kind of go back to what Brother Michael taught in the lesson about love and meekness, amen, and temperance, amen. There's some qualifications that go along with that today, amen. I'm here to tell you that Stephen met every one of them. <laughs> Amen. And the Bible goes on to tell us that uh, they, they chose out Stephen full of faith and power and that he did great works and miracles among them. Amen. Not only did he have power with God, but other people could see the power that he had with God in his life. Amen. And it goes on to say uh, uh, there that that uh, 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 there arose out of the synagogue them that disputed with Stephen. Maybe Stephen was a little more vocal than everybody else. Amen. And so there was those that arose out of the synagogue. The Bible said that they disputed with him about the word. And they were not able to resist the wisdom and spirit by which he spake. And the Bible said that they set up false witnesses against him. Sounds like somebody else we know, don't it? Amen. A lot of times if, if uh, the world can't prove fault with somebody, uh, they'll pay somebody else to be a false witness against him. We see it all through our land today. It happens all the time. We've seen Supreme Court justices, amen, as they sit there and had to be ridiculed and embarrassed and all kind of things brought out about them, amen. False witnesses, we've seen that happen just in recent times and this happened here with Stephen, amen. But Stephen was a man that was on fire for God, amen. He was on fire for the Lord. And I don't believe that these Jews knew exactly what they were up against when they were, when they were here uh, uh, coming up against Stephen. He said they set up false witnesses uh, uh, against him and accused him of blasphemy. Let me tell you something today. Let me give you a warning about being on fire for God today. If you get on fire for God, you just as well expect some back at you. Amen. You need to, you need to expect if you get on fire for God, don't be alarmed if you're called a hate monger. Don't be alarmed if you're called a bigot. Maybe some of us today, including myself, are not called that because maybe we're just not as on fire as I need to be. Come on, pray to Amen. Amen. Come on. If you're on fire for the Lord, the media will tear you apart. That's right. They'll call you the worst thing in the world. Amen. But Stephen didn't let this him, but he kept on being a man full of the Holy Ghost and faith. 
it would have been a lot easier for Stephen if he had backed down a little bit. If he had backed off the accelerator just a little bit, he probably could have spared being stoned to death. But I believe the more those people came again, the more Stephen got on fire. <laughs> Amen. The Bible teaches us that uh, that all of them uh, that, that sat in the council uh, brought him before the Sanhedrin. And the Sanhedrin was, if I can just put it in a way where I can understand it, the Sanhedrin was the Supreme Court of the Jewish nation. I believe it was, if you look at it that way. They brought him before the Sanhedrin and the high priest asked him, you got all these accusers that's accusing you of blasphemy, of accusing you of this and accusing you of that. And they asked Stephen, the high priest asked him, said, are these things so? You remember him asking Jesus one time when he stood before Pilate and Pilate was wishing that Jesus would say something to defend himself. Pilate wanted to turn him loose so bad. Stephen was in this same case here. And the Bible said that Stephen stepped over. Some people said that, they, that he did like Brother Bobby Goss did, that he stepped out from a deacon and became a preacher. Some said he was still a deacon. I don't know. But this is what he did. The Bible said that he went all the way back to the call of Abraham. And he began to explain to these folks about Abraham. The Bible said that he went back to uh, Joseph in Egypt and Jacob and his family going into Egypt. He told them about the history of Moses over there. The idolatry of Israel. And then when he got down to the last part of what he was telling them, he rebuked them right at their face and accused them of what they were. Amen. But he was a man on fire for the Lord today. And I, I begin to think about in the day and time that we live as a preacher. Brother Bobby, you know exactly where we're at today. As a preacher, it's so much easier uh, for us as pastors if we will uh, try our best to just uh, to, uh, to just bring a bring together, amen, and to try to uh, uh, not step on any toes today and to try to walk on eggshells and just uh, be a mixer if you'll have it uh, like that. But I begin to think about uh, what Stephen did here as he, as he stood before these people and as they were uh, begin to gnash on him with their teeth. I want you to I understand that I, as he as he preached to them or he testified to them of whatever that he did, it had power in him uh, to cause them to, to gnash upon him with their teeth. The Bible said uh, that they even uh, stopped up their ears they didn't want to hear. Now the gospel will do one of two things. The gospel will prick you and it will bring godly sorrow into your life. Or in this case, it will cut you and cause fury and hate. 
And that's exactly what it did with these people over here. Amen? What Stephen was telling them was the truth. He was on fire for God. You know, it's easy for me over here at Liberty Hill to get on fire for God. Y'all people are y'all people are easy to preach to, and y'all sing good, and you testify good, and boy, it just makes preaching real, real easy. But it's a little bit different, Maggie. Come on. While I'm out dealing with the world. It's not quite so easy. Amen. You don't hear many amens. Or come on, brother, preach it. Amen. It's a little bit different. Amen. But Stephen was not going to let this hinder him in this cause that he had for the Lord. Amen. And the Bible teaches us uh, that uh, uh, that they took him and they begin to gnash on him uh, with their teeth the whole time. Stephen is steadfastly looking towards Jesus today. Amen. Let me encourage you when the world begins uh, to gnash on you uh, with their teeth, put your eyes on the one where your help comes from today. Amen. Somebody said, preacher, that's a whole lot easier said than done. But I have found out, Mark, that in my life, and I've never come close to going through what Stephen has going through here. But I tell you, I have had some times in my life where I felt like I was being gnashed on by the world. Amen. And I found that if I look steadfastly into heaven, amen, Bible teaches us that he opened up heaven to him and let him see yeah. Jesus standing on the right hand of the Father. He didn't see an angel. He didn't see nothing else but other kind of spirit. But the Bible said he saw Jesus standing on the right hand of God. Praise the Lord. I can just imagine old Stephen as he saw Jesus there. This is the one that I've been telling them about. This is the one I was taught about. Amen. And old Stephen, amen, as he realized that his time was coming near and he said, I see Jesus on the right hand of the Father. Amen. Amen. The more they would stone him, the more he would speak, the more they would stone him. They were trying to Quieting him down. Some of them were saying, boy, will this guy ever die? How many rocks are we going to have to throw? Amen. And the more rocks they threw, the more steadfastly he looked into heaven. <laughs> Amen. And the Bible said there that somehow or another, after all them rocks being thrown at him, he somehow or another got over on his knees. He asked the Lord not to hold this to their charge. <laughs> and he said, receive my spirit, Lord. <laughs> Amen. I'm going to tell you something. When you get on fire for God, it will make you love those that despitefully use you. It reminded me a lot. When Stephen did that, it reminded me a lot of our Savior hanging yeah. on the cross. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, come on. When he said, forgive them, for they know not what they do. They didn't know what they were doing. They didn't. Amen. Oh, me. I'm going to tell you something today. It makes me want to just uh, give me a, 
a good help in the grace and try to get a little bit more on fire for the Holy Ghost, I begin to think there's a lot of times, Maggie, in my life where I really just don't feel like preaching and uh, and I'll have my mind on everything under the sun. I tell you this, and any preacher that's honest will tell you this, if you let everything under the sun crowd in your mind and in your heart, it's hard to get a message from God. Uh, you won't get a message from God uh, when that's going on. And that's when I have to say, God, just take my farm. Amen. And help me be up and about your business. Amen. Amen. The influence, the influence that Stephen had. As I told you a while ago, it's easy to preach to people that's enjoying preaching. Amen. But it's a little bit harder preaching to those that want to kill you. <laughs> Amen. The influence that this man had. Amen. They had to close up their ears. Have you ever been in a church service and uh, and the service really get really get rich with the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about in the singing and the testimony and the preach. It gets rich. Have you ever seen folks have to just yeah. out the door? A lot of times it's not because they have to use a bathroom or they got a cough. But it's because of the Holy Spirit that they cannot bear to hear. Amen. When all they have to do then all they have to do is let that prick their heart and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ to the saving of their soul. I would like to think that what Stephen did and said had bearing on a lot more than just the Apostle Paul. I'd like to think that. Amen. When Jesus told Paul, amen, through the Spirit there, after he got saved on the Damascus Road, and when he gave him back his sight, uh, he told him that he needed to part, and he would go out, and he would be the one that would preach to the Gentiles. And, and Paul tried to reason with the Lord and tell him that I've blasphemed, and I've, I've, I've had people killed that were worshiping the Lord. They're not going to believe a word that I say. Even Stephen, your martyr, he said, I was there. And I held the raiment of them that stoned you. Amen. Jesus didn't take that for excuse for Paul. He lit a fire. Amen. Amen. Y'all believe that Paul had a fire lit under him? Amen. 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 That, that, that fellow could stand on a rock in hell and preach. I'm telling you. And, and, and he got on fire for God. I'd like to think today that, that we could just get a little bit of that in our lives today and, and we could begin to look around and, and realize that we've got a world today. Uh, uh, Stephen was dealing uh, with these Jews that thought that they were holier than thou. 
Uh, they thought they had done everything that they needed to do. Uh, but he, he told them, he said, you're not uncircumcised of the heart, amen. They had a physical uh, circumcision that they thought was good enough. Yeah. I'm going to tell you today, uh, there's folks in this world uh, that believe they're living just good enough how to go to heaven. Uh, but I'm going to tell you something today. If they don't get a circumcision of their heart, and that will come from the whole old time Holy Ghost preaching uh, today to make us understand where we're at with God and prick our heart and help us to have godly sorrow in our heart. Amen. Amen. Boy, I've seen God take people that was real shy, <laughs> real shy, and just light a fire on them somehow or another and get them on fire for God. Amen. Amen. Have you ever seen folks that that, that, that just had everything seemingly going against them. I'm talking about just a lot of tribulations in their life. And, 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 the, and the world thinks, why don't they just give up? Why don't they just give up? Amen. But because they're on fire for Jesus Christ, they can't give up. They just keep on and keep on going. Amen. Boy, I praise the Lord today. I thought about the testimony. They heard old Stephen testify, and then they saw him die. That's what they saw. That's what they heard. Amen. <laughs> Patsy, I like the report that we got the other day from your daughter-in-law. That She said, I'm saved, saved, saved. <laughs> Isn't that something for somebody to say? Yeah. I haven't got long to go. I'm saved, saved, saved. I don't believe that Stephen was talking to the Lord in private. I don't think he was whispering this, but I think he was saying it out loud. <laughs> As he was dying. And those people that had stoned him to death had brought in false accusers. Amen. And just had a kangaroo court and just took him out of the city and stoned him to death. Amen. And they probably thought there when he said the words, or don't hold us to their charge, this seated to their charge. They probably thought this man's out of his mind. He's, he's asking forgiveness for us. I'll tell you something, when we get on fire for God today, the world can't help but see it. Amen. Amen. Somebody said, preacher, I, I, uh, I, I want to be on fire for God, but I want to I be in control of the problem. <laughs> Amen. When she needs to be slowed down a little bit, I want to be the one to do it. I want the brake pedal pretty close by. Amen. <laughs> I want to give God the throttle and just say, go on, Lord, wide open. Yeah. Amen. Maybe my body don't feel like it, but spiritually, Lord, set a fire under me today. Amen. amen. When we go out in the community and we visit, amen, and we say, we'd like for you to come over uh, uh, to Liberty Hill Church. We'd love to see you over there. Amen. I want them to see the fire in that. Amen. Amen. I want them to see the fire in that. Not that we're trying to have a membership drive, amen? Or see how many people the house will hold? 
but we're willing to see fire. And we want to share that fire with them. Amen. Amen. I'm going to say this in closing. Back over in Exodus, the Bible said that Moses went to Pharaoh and he said, let my people go that we might go three days journey into the wilderness and sacrifice unto the Lord. In other words, worship unto the Lord. Pharaoh said, who is the Lord that I should obey his voice? He said, I know not the Lord, neither will I let the people go. That's what he said. <coughs> and because they had asked for this three day, to be excused for these three days for this, because they had asked for that, Pharaoh felt like they had too much time on their hands. You know there's a lot of folks today that look at us that go to church as people with too much time on their hands. I've invited folks before. I've invited folks and I hear everything under the sun. Preacher, I don't have the time. You do. I, I got to work. <laughs> Amen. Preacher, we got a lot going on, and we might can find one Sunday to slip over there, but we got a whole lot going on. I'm saying, boy, I like a lot of fire under you. Get you going. Bible said that Pharaoh, he said, not only am I not going to let you go, but I'm going to order my taskmasters to increase the work that you're doing and you won't even think about having time to go worship the Lord. Mm -hmm. I gave you straw to make Greek with. Now you're going to go out there and you're going to find it for yourself to make the mortar to brick. But not only that, you're going to do that and you're going to keep up the same pace that you did when I provided you straw. Sound like a dictator, don't it? Most every one of us would walk off of our employment if our, if our employers started doing us that way, wouldn't we? Amen? If, if they would just make an impossible task for you and I to do. I know I would. That's how I'm at here. And he went and increased their task more and more and more. God was using this. God was using this to let the people of Israel and let the Egyptians see the power of God. It was God that was hardening Pharaoh's heart. And that never has made a lot of sense to me. But he did. And he did it to show his power. Amen. And we know the story, all the different plagues that came along there and, and, and it would scare Pharaoh and Pharaoh would agree to let them go and then they're right there at the last minute. He'd say, no, I'm not going to let you go. Amen. But when it come down to his family and the firstborn in his house, amen, that died. And by public opinion of the people of Egypt saying, Pharaoh, let these people go. They got power with God. We're going to all die if you don't get them out of here. Amen. But I said that to say this. Pharaoh had the children of Israel in bondage. Would not allow them to go and worship the Lord. 
Satan today has got a bunch of folks in bondage today. Amen. A lot of Christian folks Come on. in bondage today. He does. There's no way that those that those Israelites could have done all this work that Pharaoh demanded and still go to church. There just wasn't no way they could do it. Satan today has got folks, amen, so bound down by the things of this world. Amen? Somebody said, well, preacher, I got to work. I, I got to make a living. Listen to me. Not only that, he's got us bound down with that, with sports, with enjoying life, with taking vacations, with doing this and doing that. But a lot of folks can't get on fire enough to come over the house of God. Amen. I've always found out, Sister Vanessa, that if I'll put him first, and I'll put the church first, whether I'm pastor or whether I am, if I'll put the church first, then these things that I enjoy, I enjoy playing the ball game just like you do. These things that I enjoy, God will provide the time for that. If I'll put him first. And the more I get on fire for God, the less, I guess the less entertaining the world becomes to me. The less appetizing the world becomes to me. Amen. Last night Auburn was playing football and and uh, and, and, and I wanted to I, I wanted to listen to it, but but I said, Lord, I help me be on fire. Help me to be on fire for you, Lord. And uh, I said, whether or not Auburn wins this game has nothing to do with folks' salvation today. And help me, Lord, to get on fire for you. Amen. And I got the word of God. I searched and I looked. I said, Lord, help me, feed me, give me something. Amen. Amen. I want to encourage you today. Get on fire for Amen. Preacher Kelly was such an inspiration in my life. Amen. I'm, I, I count it a great privilege to get to have been his pastor for several years. He taught me so much. He taught me what being on fire for God was all about. Amen. And people in our lives today, those that we can look around, each and every one of us have somebody in our life that we can look at that helped us realize what it was to be on fire for God today. Amen. Wayne, I wanna I wanna be on fire for him whether I wake up feeling bad or not. Amen. Amen. I'm at the age now where I don't wake up feeling good every morning. A lot of you don't either. Go to bed feeling fine, wake up and boy, what's wrong? God, I wanna be God, I want you to take every opportunity that you give me today for whoever I come across, whoever I meet. Oh, this goes right along with the Sunday school lesson this morning. Help me, Lord, to have temperance, God. Help me to have love. See, if I start off with love, a lot of these other things will fall in place. Lord, help me to have love. Help me to have charity, God. Lord, help me to be me. <laughs> help me to be me. And understanding with people. Amen. Help me, Lord, instead of fueling, 
fuel in a fire of adversity, Lord. Help me, God, to stand on your word. To be that God you have me to be. I'll say this in closing. My brother-in-law and I were burning the brush pile and uh, it's kind of wet and we was having trouble getting it going. And uh, we had tried several things. We put a tar in it and different things. And, and uh, there was a little bit of fire up underneath, but it just wasn't catching on good. And uh, Brother Law got up there on top of it, big old pile. He began to do this, trying to push some of that dry stuff down where he'd catch. And what he did, his son, little bitty, took some diesel fuel and boy, he jumped off of there. He was mad, but what he did was he got that brush pile on fire. <laughs> he got it on fire like he burned his daddy up. And he got it on fire. <laughs> boy, I love nothing more to see the church on fire for God. I love y'all today, and I thank y'all for what you've done as a church. I thank you for getting out in the community and inviting folks. I thank you for having a, a Christmas cantata. I thank you for meeting over here on Sunday evenings and practicing when you don't feel like it. I appreciate that today. I really do, but I want us to stay on fire. Amen. Amen. And when your pastor starts to get weak, amen, and start to fumble around, pray that God just light a fire under you. Amen. That won't hurt my feelings. Amen. God light a fire under you. Amen. I tell you, we're not, I know we're not supposed to try to mimic our life after other people, but boy, I sure would like to be a little bit like Stephen. Yeah. I would. I'd like to think, to, to know that when it comes down my time to cross the River Jordan, whether it be stoned to death or a heart attack or cancer or, or run over by whatever that it might be, that I could face that like Stephen did. That I could say, I see the heavens open and the Son of God standing on the right hand of the Father. If you'll stand, Brother Wayne, come give us a song today. Amen. 396. 396. Help us, Lord.